Welcome to Friday Night In again, lovely people. It's me, Anne-Marie. We're chatting with the beautiful Gracie Ballet. Goodness gracious, well, Hello, everyone. Ah, she's so amazing. <laughs> she's another one of my Insta buddies that I met, you know, due to the beautiful thing of social media, making all these different friends with different connections because we've just got different thoughts. And I don't know who followed who, but we found each other, which is amazing, and I'm very grateful for. And what we're discussing today, tonight, um, is our body images and breakups and how we process our thoughts around a breakup and focus them sometimes unintentionally, sometimes intentionally on our looks. You know, we think about um, Bridget Jones. You know, when she's going through her breakup, she's part of those clips in that movie. She's on the treadmill and she's eating right and then she's, you know, having a massive binge drink and then she's back on the treadmill and scaling up and down. And I just wanted to jump on here because I have been to Gracie's workshops and they've been amazing, like really raw and confronting. And But what I needed, like, holy shit, this is some deep <laughs> moving stuff stuff and um i'll let gracie tell you more about what she does before we dive into our conversation so welcome gracie yeah. thank you so much for having me i'm so <laughs> excited to be here and this is seriously a topic that is just so close to my heart and something that i think needs to be addressed more often but also in a way that has more substance to it that is real and raw and open and honest because that's what us women do not have when it comes to our body image we don't have a forum and we don't have a dialogue that's open nope. and really addressing like what is at the root of all of this shit that really we bottle up and we deal with not not even deal with that we deny and let completely run our lives from a really early age and what you're saying is so right breakups can be such a triggering time for body image yeah. issues so mm. it is it is pretty Gary, and it's some, um, yeah, so some of this is what I touch on, I guess, with some of my clients in my work, but mm -hmm. my work is very, very holistic. I am a holistic health and life coach and a nutritionist as well. So, mm -hmm. honoring the body and all that it does and how it heals is very much what I do. I'm also a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. So, I'm very in tune and in love with the energy body as well as the physical body. And also do um, EFT, so emotional freedom technique, which is otherwise known as tapping. Um, so I yeah. combine all of that in my holistic coaching approach. And mm -hmm. I, re I work with anyone from someone struggling with a chronic illness to maybe someone struggling with their relationships or finding their purpose in life, or it could be dealing with body image. Um, my experience has been one of just deep transformation and healing. I lost my health four years ago and getting my wellness back. I'm not even going to use the word back because my life now is nothing like how it used to be back in those days. My life okay. now is completely new. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've only managed to get to this space of well-being and balance from this holistic approach of nurturing mind, body and spirit. So honoring the connection between all of this. So maybe we can touch on that somewhere down the line during this chat. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, we are all here as human beings. And as such, we have these bodies. And it is a bit of a tragedy that we are so hard on our bodies. They are our mm -hmm. homes. But yeah, it's, it's tough stuff. And we can kind of get lost in this rabbit hole of just 
being addicted to these behaviors where we're constantly yeah. taking it out on ourselves and the mm. skin that we're in. So I think mm. that's where a lot, a lot of women feel quite literally stuck, like yeah. not just in these behaviors, but stuck in their bodies. Mm. And somewhere along the line, this relationship between self and body has just become so severed. There's no trust. There's no communication. And it is a relationship at the end of the day. So it's funny how mm. we're talking about relationships <laughs> in the body. But to me, there is a sacred relationship between self and body that I'd love mm. to chat to as well. So that's what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> a bit more than a nutshell. Apologies. <laughs> more like a big, massive nut as opposed to a little yeah. peanut. <laughs> So, I mean, talking from my own experience in my, you know, breakups, because that's my zone of genius, unfortunately, but fortunately, um, yeah. for me, there was, you know, a, a big breakup with an engagement and that, you know, saw me going into it. I mean, I was very comfortable and we have this association with, you know, people being comfortable in the relationship means that they sort of, um, you know, gain a bit of weight. They sort of lose yeah. those boundaries of, of healthy and it's mm. more eating in as I mentioned before we jumped on there's less me time more we time and it's what can yeah. we do together and it's a lot of Netflix and chill and uber eats because that's very impactful <laughs> getting yeah. you know I can order donuts at midnight if I wanted to so that access to naughty things uh, is you know like literally on the phone so mm. I went you know through this breakup where I've you know, I've become very comfortable and then all of a sudden I'm single and a lot bigger and my way of dealing with that wasn't healthy in my image. I mean, I probably wasn't thinking about my way. I probably was angry that I let myself go mm -hmm. um, because my focus had changed and then it was, you know, I didn't do it the healthy way. I did get thin and I did get thin mm -hmm. very quickly but very unhealthy. I was two yeah. packs of cigarettes a day. And just, yeah. you know, a, a job that needed me to be awake for a long time. So there's a lot of um, Red Bull and coffee. And, yeah, yeah. It's the mindset of, of the, I don't want to say broken-hearted woman because that just labels it, but in that time where you are transitioning into a new space, yeah. the, the image and, and the thoughts and the chat to ourselves about our body can be really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can be it can be it's I, and I think it's that emotional rawness of going through it is a transition but I think like you know a lot of the time it is for the most part a process of grieving as well mm. yeah. there's this huge sense of loss and for a lot of us like I experienced a lot of what you just mentioned as well like getting cozy and comfortable in a relationship and everybody calls it like the love pounds or the love weight when mm -hmm. you know, you've, got, you've got your partner and especially if it's winter, you kind of hibernate and you order your cheat meals, which end up being every night of the week and you cozy up and watch Netflix. <laughs> cheat life. Cheat love and it's love handles. Like literally, you know, <laughs> you're handling it because of love. <laughs> handling it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think that that is a really common experience. Like a lot of women have that experience of getting comfortable within mm. a relationship, but then sort of losing touch with themselves as a source of love because they're getting mm. love from their partner mm. or from the relationship supposedly. And I think like we're more vulnerable to that occurring as well if we entered the relationship 
in a state of low self-worth also. If we come together with someone and we start to assign more of our value to the relationship and our connection to that person and how that person treats us in the place of how we treat ourselves, then that connects so much of that self-care to that other presence in our life. Mm. So then when that presence is suddenly removed or is absent, suddenly our understanding, our presence of self-care in our environment is also Mm. banished and gone from us. And Mm. it's kind of, it takes a while to get back to the realization that, oh, I'm my first and foremost sense of love. I'm the one who needs to take care of me. But you're right mm. that that transition period can be tough to navigate because it's, it's such a change and it's an adjustment to make. Something that you've clung onto and used as an indication of your self-worth is suddenly stripped mm. away from you. And that mm. kind of it feeds further into it because if your source of validation is gone, then you feel less valid and less worthy of taking care of yourself. Mm. You value yourself that little bit less. And so all of your behavior is going to reflect that. So whether we binge eat or whether we starve ourselves or whether we party and do drugs, when Mm. we're trying to navigate a breakup, it all comes back to that notion of self-worth. That's been my experience. And certainly any friends or clients that I've spoken to um, within this, it does. It always traces back to self-worth and how a sudden absence of a partner who we depended on for that validation disappears from life it's just a rude shock to awaken to yeah it's it's really it's like having the rug pulled out from underneath you and I know from my experience like that it was exactly like that um but you're so right it's like we pour all of our validation into somebody else it's just like now I am a better person because I'm part of a union and if that union is gone then I am less than so it's it's kind of like you're identifying yourself within that relationship mm-hmm. as, a, as a girlfriend, as a wife, as opposed to Emery yes. or Grace or Betty or whatever your name is. And, yeah, I think sometimes it is going, you're going in with these sort of like loose boundaries, like, okay, yeah, I usually go to the gym four or five times a week, but all of a sudden the idea of being, you know, cuddled up, of course it's going to be a bit more enticing, but where do we hold the boundaries where can we balance that and that's a real sort of self-reflection just like okay maybe I will stay in tonight but maybe I'll go for a walk with my girlfriend instead of keeping that balance between the two because we totally just lose our minds like we get like love we say love sick but it just can be so consuming Mm -hmm. and just overwhelming in the sense of like it's your thought every day about that beginning period where all the butterflies take over it's just like oh, every time they text and you just can't wait for five o'clock because you're just going to yeah. see them and it's all your own stuff becomes not for everyone but it can become like second priority yeah. or third or yeah. fourth or fifth yeah yeah, totally, because the attention mm. that you're receiving, it just it feels so damn good. Mm. And I think that, you know, it can become addictive in a lot of cases. Like, I think we've all fallen, I'm not going to say victim to that, but, mm. you know, we're suckers for that, that feeling of being loved and adored mm. and 
So we will prioritize pouring our energy into the source of that so that we keep receiving it in return. I think mm. what's um, this is where it makes a world of difference to. So my past, my most previous relationship was one that I got into before I will say I, I lived consciously and with awareness and all of those mm -hmm. things. But now mm -hmm. when I go into situations with my consciousness and awareness, like self-awareness, Mm -hmm. um, however, I start to relate to another person. I'm careful not to attach myself Ooh. and yeah, just okay. to make sure, make sure that like, yes, I want to enjoy everything and be in the experience of it. Mm. And it's okay to be infatuated and, and love it mm. and to love, love. Mm. But, um, first and foremost, know that needing someone for anything that they offer you is it's not healthy at any mm. point because yeah that person you we really don't know what the outcome of these relationships will be that person might stay for the long haul or they might go yeah. but do you mm -hmm. really when love is life and your self-worth is going to determine the quality of your life do you really want to mm. put all those eggs in that basket do you really yeah. want to put all of that juice like in their hands when they might run away with it mm. um and so, yeah, I know I've experienced that, like the breakup goes down and um, that suddenly disappears from your life, that, that validation and that sense of love. And you feel like mm. there is no more love to be had. Um, yeah. But now when I go into something, I'm just very aware that I am my primary source of love. And mm. although I really enjoy what I receive from another person, I must take care of me first. And so long as I do, the outcome of the relationship is not going to ever be a negative one. Even mm. if they leave, I still have myself. I still have my love. I will still mm. look after myself and value myself. So it's all okay. And it also, it ends up impacting the quality of the relationship itself, how I relate to the other person. I'm not needy. I'm not attached. Mm. I don't like scare them and make them run off. Um, yeah, it's. I think it speaks to how we view relationships with others and relationships with self. So it's kind of like redefining those roles a little bit. And mm. it does it your whole experience. But I also, I love the way that you use the word balance because mm. being with another person, yeah, I think it is. It's about balancing, of course, pouring love and energy into them, but as, as also just important or more so important to pour mm. love and energy into yourself. And when we get that balance a little bit wrong and we prioritize them, um, that's when we lose ourselves and we lose our identity. So in a sense, if we're not mm. valuing, loving someone else does not mean loving ourselves less, mm. I think is like the important takeaway. Um, and I think it's just having consciousness and awareness around that that allows us to keep our identity and our worth and self-value and self-love intact regardless mm. of what goes down in the relationship and that's what transforms who you attract as well i think um yeah. what we gain and lose from relationships mm. as, so long as you don't lose yourself i don't believe in any relationship truly being an absolute boss yeah yeah it, it takes, takes a, it, it does take a while to get to that place where, mm. where you can <laughs> you know, look at things like, okay, it isn't a loss because in, in the moment it's just painful. Um, yeah. But I do like your whole thing of, you know, filling up the cup 
first that you were mentioning before, and I always use, you know, the metaphor of you know, when you get on a plane, they always tell you the mask drop down, you put yours on first before you can help anyone else. Yeah. And it's true. Like, how can you go around and love everyone else if you can't have that? So if you don't have the oxygen yourself, you're unable to help anyone else. You're useless to everybody else yeah. if you're not breathing in first. So if you're not having that relationship with yourself, how are you going to have that relationship with others and then you know yeah. then you could I know some of my clients have fallen into relationships where they have got a bit too comfortable and they have you know had to deal with partners which aren't very nice about their new um, shape or form that they come into and it, it is difficult because you do put that love in their hands and all of a sudden their opinion matters so much more than your own yeah. And it, it, it can really beat you down. Like, well, if, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, if, if they don't like me, how is anyone else going to like me? It's really yeah. hard. And when I, when I think of it, it's like really like a heavy sort of belief, heavy negative belief, but is, can be so true in that yeah. moment when you're in yeah. the grief of the relationship. It just becomes such a solid and true thing. It, and it's so much easier to believe mm. than perhaps the fact mm. that, you know, you're a Victoria's Secrets model, as, but you're still having these yeah. interesting, you know, chats with yourself about how yeah. we all pick one thing. Um, you know, my bottom's not big enough. My boobs aren't big enough. Um, and that's why they, you know, it didn't work out. It's, you know, and I've, I've done that focus myself. It's just like, well, if I looked a bit better because um, he would say something and this wasn't my fiance was another guy. <laughs> Brian. Um, <laughs> I know men in my time. Um, oh, I love it. It was it was interesting. Like just the little things that he would say, like he'd like his favourite part of the girl with, le- with legs and I'm short. I'm like I don't have long legs. Like I wasn't blessed with that. I'm like I think of all my characteristics as a blessing but just hearing that from the person that I was so invested in mm. made me not like myself. So it was just about, okay, well, I don't have legs. So I'd wear heels all the time to make myself mm. look longer. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd just do all the things so that I wasn't doing it consciously. Like it wasn't my first thought, like I'm doing this, to do this. It was more like, oh, okay, I'll wear that. Yeah. But it was all this yeah. subconscious underlying, yeah. well, the reason you're doing this is because he said he likes long legs. So you're trying to make the legs look longer. Yeah. But I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking I need bigger shoes. I need taller shoes. Yeah. I need higher heels. Yeah. And that yeah. was, even though this person was with me, would be with me all the time, but that one comment became like this huge thing that would just be like, yeah, girls with perkier boobs. And I was just, I became so obsessed with all the little things that he probably didn't even notice he was that saying. Yeah. And, and I would take mm. ownership for the fact that I didn't speak up in that relationship either or situationship whatever you want to call it so there's two people I'm not going to say he was a jerk and yeah. did certain things but I I subscribed to it I got yeah. I got his newsletter every day <laughs> and <laughs> you know and I was taking that on board as verbatim as the yeah. rule and then I cre- I created you know this horrible language in my mind about the way I was not being enough yeah 
when it probably wasn't us because he probably was still, you know, there, but it was just my, you know, a monster of my own making, really. Yeah. And I find that that's half the time and probably nearly all the time, you know, it's, it's our own version of events of, you know, well, he didn't actually say he didn't like me, but I turned it around as in, okay, well, I don't have that, so I'm not good enough. It's, yeah. It's filtered and through the coaching I do, we, we teach people um, about how we filter things. It's just like that comment had nothing to do with me. Like you listening to that story, was just like, well, he just said that, but he didn't say anything else. But my yeah. mind is gone, this and this, and I'll put this together, and this is my new story. <laughs> like uh, a crazy yeah. woman. Yes. It's, and it's what you said about it being subconscious is so true. Like mm. so much of it happens on this deep insidious level that mm. we end up just like projecting all of these fears that we may have bottled up for our lives onto yeah. one comment or one remark mm. and it can be devastating and then completely define every present moment for the future of the rest of your relationship. It's craziness, but, but we do it and we fall into the trap like so readily. I think that um, the human mind, like the way that we're wired, we're actually always... Um, we're like seeking to validate our beliefs. So yeah. I think especially when we're going into relationships um, with a low sense of self-worth mm. or we're just, we're not as developed in the self-love department, then we will be seeking for any remark that they make, any behavior as them maybe like checking out another girl or all of those things that we have massive problems with mm. this will it will be experienced to be so devastating to us because it simply validates a fear that we have long held about ourselves to be true and we mm. go see it is true <laughs> yeah, yeah it's crazy it's just like well yeah i've got my proof now and yeah. now i'm just going to be miserable with my proof of the thing that i thought was you know was true but now is true because i've made it a reality because i've consciously gone out and well, not consciously, just like, ah, oh, okay, again, there's my proof and it's real in my mind, yeah. in my version of events when it totally isn't. Um, yeah, and the longer that stuff goes unchecked, mm. Mm. the longer we go without looking at it, being aware, taking accountability, the longer that rolls on, the longer it defines our experience of our relationship mm. and how oh, much yeah. we suffer <laughs> when oh, we're doing gosh. all these little things that to them they're not meaning any harm they have no like ill intent by the things that they say a lot of the mm. time guys are just dumb and words fall out of mm. their mouths mm. but we take it like a dagger to the heart mm. we take it so personally because yeah. we perceive it as an assault to our worth our value as women as human beings and that's mm. because we do we just don't have that sense of self-worth developed just yet so it's always, it's really interesting to just, when you're present with your partner and present in your relationship, to just mm. ask, am I still valuing myself just for me? Mm. This person yeah. loves me and it's beautiful, mm. but am I still just for me looking after me and staying true mm. to my identity? And it, it makes relationships happier too. It makes relationships last longer, mm. in my experience. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I was just, just thinking then, it's actually even when you aren't in a relationship, just the conversations that you have with people around body image. I do recall a conversation, you know, and obviously my subconscious was just open 
to the information at the time and I was we were just talking about boob jobs and you know oh you know you got to get we're just talking about you know how I said oh I was thinking about it and somebody in the group said well you know you got to get the boobs to get the boy and I was just like okay like my subconscious was just like yeah but that's the information I'm going to get with that and then you know lo and behold you know within 12 months I've gone and got boobs and I'm like now now I'm ready to get the boy and I you know thinking back I probably didn't I know I didn't really need it I mean I'm not I don't regret it I'm happy that I've got it done I'm not going to change anything about that but it's just interesting that the conversations Mm -hmm. just with your girlfriends around your image and the way you look how that can you know be influential as well you know I mean look at the society we have with you know people are every other Instagram person is, you know, flogging teeth whitener and, you know, yeah, things like that. And, you know, you can around with your girlfriends or you can do, and I have seen it where you're discussing something so much, all of a sudden it, it's in the mind and you're booking an appointment for, you know, teeth things that might not be necessary. It's all those unnecessary things. But, I mean, that, there's a part of me which thinks it's, it depends on the person as well, you know what I mean? If, yeah. if that's holding them back from something, you know, is it a good thing? Where Where is the line there? I mean, yeah. being a body image yeah. person, where, where do you find the line and navigate that kind of territory with your yeah. clients? And it's, 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 it's a tough one because of the world that we live in and this obsession mm. with how everything looks on the external. Mm. Um, but to me, it really comes down to, and like you were saying, like, got a boob job, that's great. You wouldn't change anything, no regrets. And that's beautiful. I mean, like, we can mm. change the way we look without Mm. it being a negative thing. What Mm. it really comes down to is the intent behind it. So Mm. what is your intention behind wanting to change your appearance? Mm. Is it for love? Is it for fear? Because they are the Mm. two primary intentions always. Mm. Are you wanting to get toned because you want to feel strong and capable and powerful in your body? Or do Mm. you want to tone up and slim down because you want to attract a certain kind of guy because you believe that your current body is not good enough. Ooh, that's very real. I can, I can, <laughs> I can resonate with that one. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I think a lot of us can resonate with that one. But it, mm. yeah, it comes down to why, why am I wanting to change? Um, if it is truly just to better ourselves, to give ourselves more love because mm. we deserve infinite amounts of that love, then that's a beautiful thing, I believe. Mm. Um, but if, if it really is out of fear to change ourselves to appease someone or something external, whether it's a person mm. or a standard or mm. whatever it is, if, it's, if we're seeking validation outside of ourselves, it will always, always elude us. Mm. And if we do attract a partner from the ways that we've transformed ourselves out of fear, mm. that relationship and that attraction will just be a vessel for more fear. Mm. Yeah. It's to me, it really comes, yeah, it comes down to the yeah. energy behind these decisions and how, mm. how we're treating our bodies. Like another thing too, is that I think our bodies cop a lot of, what we struggle with internally but it is Mm. it's never really just about the body when we have body image issues in fact it's pretty much i'd say 90 percent of the time it's related to something else that is related to how worthy we believe ourselves to be 
how we, mm. what, how we fear we aren't enough and we just mm. end up taking it out on our bodies. Yeah. Our bodies are kind of like the containers for self-destruction, right? So, mm. Mm. and that's why it comes in so many different forms. It might be binge eating or just eating a whole lot of crap and maybe we gain weight and then we lose our confidence or maybe it is that we starve ourselves mm. or maybe it is that we poison ourselves with drugs and alcohol. Mm. But I think in every manifestation, the body is really just the target. It ends up being the conduit for the mm. expression of all of this self-imposed fear that we've never really let go of. But yeah, if we're attracting partners from this place of fear, then the relationships that we manifest are going to be based on that fear and probably going to give us a whole lot of suffering until we learn the lesson that we need to mm. let that go and embrace love. Love of self first and foremost mm. is what will attract love from another that is genuine, true love. Mm. Um, but I think that appreciating our bodies and respecting our bodies and exploring the relationship that we have to our bodies is such a powerful way to practice that love mm. we just have to get real about what we say to our bodies i um with my clients i work on this concept of body language which mm -hmm. is different to the typical concept of how someone stands as a read of their emotional state i talk to or speak to this concept of body language as being the feedback loop between mm -hmm. what you say to your body and what your body will say to you so with all of our actions, whether it's how we're eating, how we're moving, how we're resting, um, the people that we sleep with, um, these behaviors send messages to our bodies about how much we value them, mm. how much we appreciate them. If we eat crap food, I'm not saying that cheat meals are the worst thing in the world, but if we're consistently eating food that's really toxic for us, that is a message to your body that that is how you perceive its value. Like that is what you believe mm. it to be worth. And of course, like that makes sense because that is what you're enacting. Yeah. And Definitely. so your body will then respond to you. The body always responds and it's through symptomology. So different symptoms. Like if you're mm. eating lots of toxic food, your body will feel lethargic and tired, sick, like pain, things mm. of that nature is the body has its way of communicating and we have that responsibility to communicate with the body as well. So looking into this relationship, you as a relationship coach, like you would agree that mm -hmm. all relationships need trust and communication. And when you have breakdown of those two elements, um, then the whole relationship will break down and our relationships with our bodies have broken down because we have completely forgotten how to communicate with our bodies through this feedback loop, how to communicate in a positive way, giving them love so they give us love and support back. Love mm. and support by way also of confidence and self-esteem. When you are taking good, dedicated care of yourself, you are yeah. proud of yourself and you mm. actually look in the reflection and see that as a representation of the love you put into yourself. Think, mm. think to it, seriously, like when you're really looking after yourself, you feel so much better about what looks back at you from the mirror. Is 100%. that not true? 100%. 100%. Regardless of whether it's bigger than what you may have been a year ago, when you're taking really good care of your body, you're so much happier with how it looks because it feels good. It mm. gives you that gift right back. It gives you that love right back. So it's how we communicate with our bodies and it's how we trust our bodies as well. 
we disassociate from our bodies and we treat our bodies like the enemy like you're other than me you are Mm. on the other side of this life you are my Mm. enemy i'm going to torture you you're not my Mm. friend because you don't look like that one you're not good enough because you don't fit into that you know what that person wants from me we treat our bodies like the enemy and that is so sad and what happens when something is the villain or something is the enemy someone is the enemy we don't Mm. trust them yeah the body's yeah. going to feel that too. You don't trust your body. Your body always has your back. Even when you are staring yourself in the mirror and beating up on every inch of your skin, your mm. body is still performing miracle upon miracle at a cellular level to keep you mm. alive and allow yeah. you to experience love. So why not mm. love and trust your body back? So communication mm. and trust, they are two major points that I work with um, when it comes to rebuilding that relationship with clients. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's amazing what can be achieved in just by flipping this perspective and seeing your body as a life partner. Because truly, even if you find the love of your life, as you have, even if you find <laughs> the one, you're forever and you get married and you're blissfully happy, mm. at the end of the day, that one isn't with you from birth until death. They're not mm. actually with you your entire life. Mm. You know who is with you your entire lifespan, your body, the Mm. body that you're born into Mm. and the body that you leave when you do die. That Mm. is life partnership at its most fundamental. We Mm. have to start looking at our bodies as our true life partners and then playing into that trust and that communication to keep that relationship healthy. Mm. Gosh, that, that was beautiful. I'm kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're preaching to the converted. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Let's march the streets. Let's go out there. And, you know, it's so important to, to, you know, be okay with you. So to be able to look in the mirror and, which is something, we, I, you know, I did it when you workshops was to be able to look in the mirror and, you know, forgive myself for the things that, you know, yeah. I did to it in the past. But also I have such a, a better relationship now because I'm very conscious of the way I speak to myself. And that's, you know, one thing I definitely yeah. do pick up with um, my coaching clients is, you know, I, you know, I do neurolinguistics. So it's the language that people use unconsciously because that's just how they talk. But, you know, it's, you know, I do have bigger legs, but I always say I'm blessed with them now. Whereas before, I would literally just yeah. hate on the fact that they were bigger. And I remember, like, the subconscious chat when I'd sit in the car is like, look how big my legs, my thighs look. But now it's just, you know, I'm blessed. And I'm glad I've got these big legs. And they've, they've got me to here, so they must be okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm okay with them now. And, you know, whatever size they may be ideally you know I'm going through a stage where I would like to be more comfortable because I have gotten Mm. a bit you know lazy and and my partner has too so we've both had a look in the mirror and just gone oh wow that's a bit too many uber eats so we've made that conscious decision together um to look you know to feel better um you know because it's it's not about you know just looks and booties and tiny waists and stuff it's you know, I want to feel a bit better. I want to um, feel comfortable mm. with my clothes. And um, the, my, my tipping point, which is kind of off track, but is, I think it's funny and a good way to realise that you're actually overstepping the mark and too comfortable is that when I left uh, um, 
our holiday, our recent one to the Gold Coast, I got in the Uber and my, my jeans ripped. Now, if you're ripping denim, <laughs> I think that's a good sign to step away <laughs> from the buffet table because denim's very hard to rip. It's not a stocking, which is, can be ripped by a toenail. This is de- so that, I, that, was, that was my body telling me, Anne-Marie, you need to calm down. Like you need to, you've, you've lost focus. And, and you're totally right. It's, you know, if I have the bad food, I do feel like shit. And it's the emotion of I'm having a crap day, pizza tonight for everybody. It's, yeah. you know, well, yeah. I can, you know what? It, it, it's a choice. You know, Emery, you can have your pizza, but go pick the gluten-free base and, you know, maybe not get yeah. the extra thing on it. So it's, it's being yeah. very conscious of, um, for me, how I talk to myself. Like, yes, you can have that because, my, you know, motor operators yeah. of like lack and need and have to and necessity and things mm. like that. I mean, I don't like being told what to do, but I, I have this imagine, not imaginary, but a part of me which is like my new personal trainer, which says, yes, you can yeah. do that, but you have to do it this way. So I kind of have this chat. Now I sound like a crazy woman as I say that out loud. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my imaginary personal trainer. Who's I get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. You know, okay, you can you can do this, but if if this is what you want to put in your body, know, know that the ramifications are that you will not feel well about yourself. You're not going to be happy when you don't fit into your clothes anymore comfortably. And that's, mm-hmm. I want to, I am comfortable now. It's a new kind of comfortable that I want to get back to, you know, yeah. and that's, it's talking to myself that relationship with myself, okay, Amory, choose better. Yeah. Choose, you know, are you going to grab the salad tonight or are you going to get that, you know, pasta and feel, I know you're going to feel like shit, but um, we were speaking about it earlier. If you could just step away and out of it and just look at yeah. it for a moment instead of being in it and living it, can give you a different yeah. perspective, okay, well, right, what's Amory going to choose now? Is she going to choose the bad food or the good food? And then you can fast forward the movie to she she goes that way, sliding doors. Oh, well, yeah. she's happy and she's enjoying her holiday or yeah. she's miserable and has heart disease. <laughs> very, very fast forward. But if you, and I mean, you don't have to seriously like take a step back, but just, you know, metaphorically speaking, just have a look at your life. Like, okay, so there's me. What am I doing? Okay, well, I can... You choose your own adventure. I don't know if you're you know, old enough to remember those books. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to go to cha- you know, page nine or I'm going to go to page 27 because this yeah. is the path I want to choose. And it's that conversation, maybe it's not even having a conversation with yourself. Maybe it's stepping back and helping direct mm. in a different way. Right, this is how yeah. I want this chapter to be like and this is where I want to see her going in her relationship with herself and her body and moving forward into perhaps another relationship is to have yeah. better chats and doing it, like you said, from a place of a good intention of love, like because I want to love myself more and be more full within myself as opposed to yeah. the other chapter, which is I want to get really skinny so guys will love me and my ex is going to get really you know jealous that he's you know, broken up with me. So... You can still get to that goal, but there's two different roads. There's all these different roads you can pick from. Yeah. And that the intention yeah. is very important, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. 
Yeah, and the words huge. that you kept using, like how you feel, how you feel is everything. I mean, mm. when you break up with someone, it's all the feels, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's every feel you've ever had. <laughs> about that yeah. that we are out of control like it's our feelings mm. running the show and mm. when that happens that's when we take it out on our bodies and we binge eat or we mm. don't eat at all like I said we poison our bodies mm. um but it's kind of what you're speaking to is that like witnessing things it's it's a mm. matter of awareness mm. and just becoming aware of your behavior and your self-talk mm. and acknowledging that you are only powerless to love yourself in the situation that you decide you are. You are powerless the second Mm. you decide you are. Mm. So Mm. if you're struggling to love your body, love yourself after a breakup, it really just is a matter of deciding, oh no, I'm going to claim my power here. Whatever you're Mm. feeling, there is a way to, instead of reacting from fear, Mm. there is a way to respond from love. Mm. and love like you were saying how we feel about our choices is everything like if we're acting from love that's gonna feel good Mm. we're gonna feel better when we Mm. act from fear we're gonna keep feeling like shit like those feels are all gonna be negative ones if we act from that Mm. fear so it's like really the power of that choice is always yours but what always precedes choice is awareness so Mm. girlfriends take a step back Become aware because as soon as you're aware of your thoughts and your feelings and Mm. how they then transpire into your behaviors, you have Mm. the power to change it all. 100%. I'm a huge, huge believer in that. And I do subscribe to that, you know, Mm. the choice. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck too. It's it's like, if if I don't choose that, then what do I choose? And I think that okay well for some of my clients it's the opposite it's it's the complete opposite you know if, if I don't choose you know to have pasta because it's easy then then what do I choose well I'm like well you yeah. directions always already I'm not going to think about pasta mm-hmm. I don't want to eat pasta so it's there so it's the opposite what what is, how are we going to twist that to give yourself a different option yeah. because you're yeah. still thinking about I want pasta yeah. and I don't want pasta still goes to the same energy Mm. As opposed to, so I, I want like, pasta healthy. Yeah. Two yeah, we, we get stuck and it's like, um, it's like confusion behind your intention. It's like, mm. oh shit, like, what is the right choice here? Mm. And I think we can kind of, we can understand our intention a little bit better if just before we take action on an impulse, we stop and we ask, how would it feel if I didn't do this? Mm, good question yeah like would I be better or worse off if I didn't engage and indulge Mm. this impulse right now Mm. and I think answering that will be the answer as to what is my true intention here Mm. and if the answer is aligned with fear then you know by all means act on that fear but just know and be ready to claim responsibility for how that Mm. feels after the fact Mm. Um, if you're willing to seize more of your power, flip the script and choose otherwise so you can sit in deeper love, then Mm. more power to you. You will feel better about yourself and better about your body 
and all of your circumstances. And the great thing about acting on our power is that it continues to empower us every time that we mm. do that. We flex our self-power muscle and mm. we feel so much more powerful in a situation like a breakup where we would normally feel so powerless. Mm. We don't actually have to feel that way. We can feel powerful just by claiming mm. it in our decisions through our intention. Mm. So when I was healing from my breakup at the end of last year, intentionality was a huge factor that accelerated mm. my healing process. Like I was actually, my mind was blown that it was my most serious relationship to date in my life, but it was the quickest recovery I had experienced because mm. I had that awareness and that consciousness. And I tuned into my intention Mm. multiple times a day, almost at every decision I was making coming out mm. of that relationship and saying, okay, so now who do I want to be? Like, how do I want to yeah. value myself and look after mm. myself? That person is no longer in the picture. So now mm. I get to see how I as me feel the picture. Yeah. And yeah. it can be a beautiful gift. And we fill our own picture and our own movie screen in so many mm. ways and on every level. So it's mental, physical and spiritual or energetic, however you want to look at it. But yeah, it's, it's that mind, body, spirit thing. And I believe, and as we're talking to actually right now, like the mm. body and the mind, they are connected, body and spirit, mm. they are connected and yep. it all fits together. Mm. And yeah, it's to me, the power of intention can be so, so healing when you go through such a vulnerable time, like a breakup. Yeah. I, I, I know from experience and through some of the work that I do that when someone has a physical ailment, mm. um, it, it, it is your body telling you something because we do a, I do a process where we give that, give that ailment a voice, you know, yeah. and, and, and what is it telling you? What is it actually doing for you? What is it giving you? So we have a conversation with that to, to see why it's turning up. And a lot of the time, you know, it can lessen if it's a pain, like a, a lower back pain, neck pain. You know, sometimes it can definitely change the threshold if it's like a seven or eight daily thing. And if we have that conversation with it, I've seen it in clients, you know, go down to like one, two to nearly non-existent because you understand what your body is actually trying to tell you yeah. because you've got this voice that you know comes out and we speak in our conversations but uh, you know our tummy can't tell us what's going on it, it's going funny but it can't mm. use the words to have that conversation with us you know we're getting a pain in the neck what's our neck actually trying to communicate with yeah. us coming back to that whole relationship we were talking yeah. about earlier that you know these parts don't have voices but mm -hmm. they're showing up and giving us a physical um, sign, hey, yeah. I need you to notice this, mm -hmm. you know. And for me, about six, six or seven years ago now, that was my thyroid. That was, yeah. you know, out of control, um, completely hyper. I mean, I was skinny, woohoo, but completely un unhealthy. And that was my yeah. body trying to tell me, you know, hey, I need you to listen <laughs> to what's going on. Yeah. And because you're not listening, I'm just going to show up physically. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to let you sleep. <laughs> I'm going to give you anxiety. I'm going to do all these things to you because you're not paying attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's the body's way of screaming at you, right? It's like, freaking yeah. listen to me. I'm not <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I need attention for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. hello. I had that experience too. Like when my mm. body broke down and I got so sick and it took a while until I was diagnosed with lupus and fibromyalgia, like mm. everything that could have gone haywire in my body was going crazy. And it was even after my diagnosis, it was a while and I got so sick that I suffered a stroke. I really nearly lost my physical mm. life because I wasn't listening to my body. I had mm. such a poor relationship to it and I had eating disorders up until that point in my life that definitely contributed to these big diseases showing up. But a whole lifetime of just knowing my body was screaming, but just muzzling it. Like I'm not yeah. interested. I don't want to hear you. I'm too yeah. busy living in fear over here. It was full yeah. ego town. It was crazy. Um, but that it just, it ends up causing so much suffering. Mm. And at the end of the day, like this preoccupation with, um, just attaching our value to how we look and our external appearance. Like I put it to my clients this way. Like when the time comes, like say if you had to die, it's very dramatic, but if you had to die tomorrow, are you going to be thinking more about how your life looked or how it felt? Mm. Like what is more important to you, how your life looks or how it feels? Mm. Because when you, when you punish your body, for the sake of looking a particular way, mm. that is what you are saying. That yeah. how you look is more important, and isn't that mm. ridiculous? Yeah, like yeah, it's definitely putting things in into a different perspective of you know, mm. yeah, you're on your desk, like you don't take nothing with you, like you know, all those all those things that you purchase or all those things that you buy to make yourself feel better doesn't yeah. doesn't it doesn't it's there, you know, when that time comes to transition, how has that changed your life? How is, what has that done for you? Or, mm -hmm. you know, what would you prefer to have done in that time? And there's that choice again, definitely choice. And as we sort of like wrap it up for this evening, if you could give any of my darling dolls who watch um, my videos, any sort of advice about body image and, you know, their breakups, or what kind of, you know, nugget of goodness would you leave them with this evening yeah i would say that i would say that self-love is the love honestly it is the love that precedes your experience of all love in this life it's mm. through our capacity to love ourselves that we will ever have a capacity to experience love for other people mm -hmm. and your relationship to these other people, like it doesn't even, it doesn't matter if it's a romantic partnership or if it's a friendship or a family member, self-love is the love. Try to remember that. And this can be expressed so beautifully through a healthy relationship with your body. I encourage everyone to heal your relationship with mm. your body. It starts by saying, sorry, I know it's tough, tough work, but if you can stand in front of a mirror Look yourself in the eyes, beautiful women. Mm. Look yourself in the eye. Apologize for all the ways you may have harmed your body. Ask for its forgiveness and promise to make some positive changes. That is the first step to healing that relationship. Oh my gosh, that's some, woo, 
deep stuff there, Miss Gracie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those of you who are just so enamoured with Gracie, as am I, because she's just got the world's biggest smile, honestly the most smiliest person in the world, I'm going to put in the notes where you can find her, where you can creep on her social um, media. Also, she does some great workshops in and around Sydney, so you need to go and follow her. Yeah, if you want to heal your body and like get yeah. real and raw with it, you got to come to a workshop. Super raw, like if you if you want that smack in the face kind of rawness, but it will shift you. If you're ready to really make a big fucking shift, then get your ass to her workshop. Gracie, it's been amazing as usual. You're a, a, such a shiny light in this universe. You and that beautiful smile of yours. I oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you so much, much for, for having me. I adore you and your, <laughs> your energy is love in human form too, so thank you. Oh, Mama. you're so cute. Thank you so much. I will bid you adieu. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time, doll. Bye. <laughs>